everybody, this is John, and this episode of the show is dedicated to the memory of my mother, Dina Thurmond, or as many of you knew her as Mama Thurmond. My mom passed on Saturday, February 12th, 2022, the evening that this show was recorded. My mom was a retired teacher. She hadn't touched a computer since 1994, and she certainly didn't understand podcasting at all. We would call it my internet radio show, and any time that we received recognition, we're on a list, got a new sponsor, anything that was really positive with the show, I would call her and tell her about it. She may not have known about podcasting, but I know she was proud. My mom was all about building community. For Valentine's Day, my dad sent out 46 cards to friends and family, each with a handwritten note that were all different. And for a friend's 94th birthday, she wrapped 94 presents Nothing of any great value. Each was wrapped in paper and ribbon and, and given in love. I watched my dad talk to people for three and a half hours at my mom's visitation, and each one had a story about what she had done for them and meant to them. I want to thank each and every one of you that has called, messaged, reached out in some way, sent flowers. I am just amazed at the outpouring of support that my family's received in this time. In this episode with HR in the House, we talk about building community and what all of us have done to create an environment for people that's positive and loving. And that's what my mom did. So I felt like it was appropriate to dedicate this show to her. So here's to Mama Thurmond. I love you. I always will. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 209. John and Wendy welcome HR on the house. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I am well. We're at the end of February, and once again, want to thank Workology for sponsoring this entire month. Appreciate so much, uh, Jessica and her team. Check out WorkologyCouncil.com to learn more about the mastermind that she's put together there. Really appreciate the opportunity to work with her throughout this month of February. Yes, super pumped for that. Wendy, we usually have an open, we really don't have much to talk about. We're reporting off cycle here, and to your credit, you were able to assemble a crack team of former guests that I believe we have four time zones represented, three continents, yep. and we've never done this before. So <laughs> super happy that we were able to make this happen and make it work with everybody's schedules. Let's make the introduction and get started. Yeah, we are so excited to welcome the hosts of HR on the House. They are a group of folks, HR professionals who have gotten together and uh, host conversations on Clubhouse, which I just had a memory pop up that uh, I did one, Tracy and I, you and I did one about a year ago where I was trying it out just to kind of check it out, see how it, see how it all worked. So we are excited. We don't need to do formal introductions because y'all have been here before. So if our listeners would like, go back, find their episodes and uh, hear their official introductions. Our first question, as always, to this group, Nikki, Francisco, Jeff, and Tracy, what is in your glass? We'll start with Nikki. 
Hey, Wendy. Hey, John. Thank you for having us um, in a very mild and tame way. I'm on water at the moment, but we'll be opening a beer imminently this afternoon. So, uh, yeah, it's Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoon. So crack an early beer. <laughs> Love it. How about you, Francisco? Hi, Wendy. Hi, John. I'm having a coffee at this time, 3 p.m. here in Spain. It's good. Love it. Jeff? You know, in honor of my triumphant return, I was thinking of spiking it, but it's Saturday morning, so I'm just having coffee. <laughs> and Tracy? So this may surprise people who participate in HR Social Hour, but I'm not drinking a Spindrift. I can't do it at 9 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. So I'm drinking a, a friend of ours started a, a little kind of a side job roasting coffee beans. So it's called Stonehammer Coffee Roasters. It's delicious. Made coffee at home. So if I'm not drinking Spindrift, it's usually coffee or water. <laughs> I've said to Tracy, she should create a hashtag where we can all follow all of the iced coffee that she has in all of the various right. states. <laughs> we're we're heading up right after this. You were heading As I say, up I'm impressed she's drinking place. it at home. <laughs> Well, we just lab. We just got back from uh, offsite coffee. We literally did. <laughs> I am stunned as the spinfluencer in the group, Tracy, that you're not enjoying Spindrift, but I do understand you got to have your coffee as well, folks. I appreciate so much you all making time and, and making these logistics work to make this happen. The reason that you're all here as a group is that you're very active on Clubhouse. Some of our listeners may not really be familiar with the platform truly what it is. How did you all first get involved there? And then talk a little bit about how the platform works. I have to say, thank you, John, uh, for the question. I have to say that I was uh, observing Tracy on LinkedIn, uh, posting about Clubhouse. Uh, she get invo- she got involved in some rooms uh, prior to us. And, and I was uh, feeling this formal <laughs> a little bit. What is this? What is this? And I, I was investigating about the platform, about the app. And finally, Olga Pillar, you know, allowed me to, to get in. And, and we started to, to hustle a little bit there. I was setting up some HR cafes in Clubhouse. And many folks were there initially. Trees, uh, Steve Brown, uh, Baskinan, Wendy, Wendy Kelly, Tracy, Jeff, Nikki. Everybody was there at some point. And then Nikki created a Twitter group. Our Twitter group actually uh, was uh, was called uh, HR on Clubhouse, and then you know everything started from there. I think one of the awesome things for me about Clubhouse during the peak of the pandemic was it was a way for people to connect with people that they didn't necessarily know, and um, you didn't necessarily need to be connected to them on a, a social network. Anybody could drop in a room and there was just these random topics and you could all mix in and start to get to know each other. And I think as we've all bonded and connected to each other and as, certainly as, as as the group, we've our bonds become even tighter regardless of the platform almost as well, which has been pretty cool actually for me and getting the opportunity to jam with these three every week and then have some awesome people join us and share what they want to talk about this in a really safe space for people to come and you know just share some experiences and and talk about a variety of different topics that it's it's been it's been pretty awesome. And this was at the heart of the pandemic when none of us were going anywhere. So I remember Barbie, who I connected with on LinkedIn, reaching out and saying, are you on Clubhouse? I want you to co-host a room. I said, I am not cool enough for Clubhouse. That was back when it was like really hard to get an invite. She's like, I have one. I'm like, you do? And so in the January, February, when we couldn't go anywhere, it was just really fun to get on and learn. Then that just spun into something really 
pretty amazing. So the one of the saving graces of 2020, 2021 was connection to others. And it looked a little different than it did previously, but it was really, really wonderful. The only thing I will add is I don't think this happened intentionally. It was not by design. It just happened. We did not set out saying, hey, let's do this. I think I could speak for all four of us. All four of us were not in this for us so much as the need to connect. Right. Like people just wanted to talk to people without getting overly personal. And in addition to the peak of the pandemic, I was going through probably one of the hardest times in my life personally. Clubhouse affords everybody the opportunity who doesn't want to speak to be vulnerable and speak because they're not in a room. They're not in front of people. It's not on camera. They're not worried about someone's facial reaction or what they're going to say. It's not recorded. It doesn't stay there forever. If somebody slipped up. So it really allowed people who didn't have a voice to finally have a voice. And it allowed all of us to come together. And, and I, same with Jeff, I was going through a really challenging time. And we just came together very organically. It just happened. And we were, Nikki and I were talking about this yesterday. How, how exactly did this, how did the four of us, out of all of the millions of people in the world, how did the four of us find each other? And um, I'm not really sure. It just happened. And these are all people that I dearly love now and that I we all text and, and message for advice to one another. And it's how cool is that? It just came out of really came out of Clubhouse. I love that. And I think everyone has their platforms that they they like and they prefer and being able to find your people where you want to be, I think, is is very cool. Jeff touched on this a little bit, but what do you all really love about the the Clubhouse platform that that you're not getting on other platforms? So I'll jump right on this. Like we are not on camera. I had the ability to know my my calendar at work is blocked off Friday, 12 to 1. And I had the ability to know, doesn't matter what I'm wearing, what I'm doing. I could be walking my dog. I don't have to be on camera. That was the biggest thing. This was like my hour of being outside as weather warmed up. And I would walk the dog with my headphones and would just have these conversations. Or I'd sit on that nice yellow chair I have in my <laughs> office instead of in front of a camera. So that was the big appeal for me. Not recorded. Doesn't matter what you look like. It's really what's in your brain. I attribute it to recruiters. We always think like, what does that have to do with my ability to do the job? The platform's there. We're talking. What I'm wearing, what I'm looking like, where I am. None of that has nothing to do with the content I'm contributing. I think... Um... Clubhouse certainly at its, its absolute peak and when it was quite new and it was quite exclusive as well, gave that opportunity to expand past the audio uh, medium of podcast as an example that you could really interact in real time and share your thoughts and opinions with people that you wouldn't get the opportunity to never necessarily sort of mix with and, and, and throw questions into the sort of uh, conversation at a previous time. I guess one of the things for us to then look at is, does that still always work as the medium? Do people want a bit of a different medium? Do we explore other platforms that are, you know, are, are where people are at? But for us, it is it is about that real conversation where anybody can jump in. And I think that was what Clubhouse offered and still does offer in a really great way that just was supernatural, I think, for, for anybody to drop in, raise a hand, add a thought, ask a question, have an opinion. And then we would start to get similar people come back and share and contribute and then new people come in and it just offered such a, a mix of opinion. Um, I think especially during during the pandemic, it it just offered that outlet for people as well that was, you know, across all areas, specifically inside of work and opinions and, and even, I guess, thought process from myself where 
I'd not necessarily looked at it in that lens before where somebody's come and shared a thought or a view or what's happening in their state or country. And you're like, wow, that's just, it's not where we're at in the, in the UK, but it was, it was a really great way to explore lots of different sort of opinions globally. I think that was, uh, that was nice for us. Over to you, Tracy, if you want to jump in. Yeah, I, don't know if, I don't know if I can add anything more than all of that, but um, yes, yes to all of that. And one of the things that I really loved, number one, seeing people speak in public who never did that before, seeing people get up on stage because that's how Clubhouse does it and share something when they were terrified to do that and kind of get over that fear and then maybe even become a guest. And we had that happen a couple of times, that and having people pop in the room. I remember the one I can remember clearly is, oh my gosh, Jason Everbrook's popping in the room and and who, and I think that was you, Fran, who invited him and, and you never knew who was going to come in. And it could be somebody that, you know, you would never get the opportunity to talk to. That was really pretty cool. I found I found a story about Jason Everbrook on Clubhouse because you know one day prior to that room Tracy I was uh, hanging there and and I came to to a room in, and only Jason was there and we started to chat right because of two of us there only and my wife it's time to dinner no I can't I can't I'm talking with Jason Everbrook I can't I can't <laughs> no it was so cool Kyle Holliday was there uh, finally he got. Uh, he 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 was hired by Lipton um, recently, and you know it's it's super cool for me to add something different to what has been said. Uh, is that you know Clubhouse apparently remove uh, barriers, right? No matter if you are Jason Neighborhood or whatever, you or whoever you you can talk. You are there and you are going to talk. You are going to interact naturally, and for me that is uh, that is so cool. So HR on the house had been going for quite a bit of time, particularly during the pandemic. And then you all took a bit of a break later half of last year, beginning of this. So what are the plans for 2022 for you all? Global domination. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's really just to keep these conversations happening, to give voices to people who like me rewind a year, two years ago, I was an admirer from afar. I was a lurker. i would learn a lot from a lot of people on social, but didn't really have this voice until randomly, like John, you, you and Wendy are one of the catalysts for me when I randomly reached out saying like one of my goals would be to be on your show. And then we made that happen. And it really like legitimized, okay, maybe what I am saying and how I think does have value. And if we could do that for other people who have these ideas, but they just don't know where to go or how to throw them out there. Like that's the beginning. Just letting somebody know that they're going to be heard is the beginning of something really special. Yeah, you were the catalyst for me too. And three years ago, I think I was on the show and I was terrible. I remember just pausing and waiting and I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. And it was really, you know, and we've all met in person, but it really was a catalyst. We have Mickey and Jeff and Fran and I have never met, but, uh, I've met John and Wendy, and that was a real catalyst for me to get involved because I'm pretty deeply introverted, and it's really hard for me. Clubhouse, I should mention that too. Clubhouse is great for introverts because you can't see anything. And so for me, that was really, really fun. I think we've probably all had a fair bit going on, um, both inside of work and personally, and how everybody's at different stages in 
this time with pandemic and stuff. So I think the pause felt right uh, for us all to probably take some of our own advice and that we would share. And many, many people had come on and said, hey, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup and listen to what you need and what your body needs and what you, you know, you and your family needs and getting a bit of balance. And that's been really helpful, I think, for us all um, the past couple of months. We've actually got some calls in next week to kind of regroup a little bit and go, right, guys, what what's next? And some of that might be trying a couple of different platforms, maybe over time, um, just to see well, actually what works best for people, um, what fits inside of Jeff's calendar so that you can be out with the out with the dog. Or I'm usually at the end of my working <laughs> days. So Sarah's usually downstairs and cooking and it's time to open a beer and everybody sort of fits it in around around their day, which is which is awesome. Um, but throughout that time, these guys have constantly, we've, you know, little snippets of messages of we know what's going on in each other's lives. We've been there for each other. And that constant connection, regardless of whilst we've been on the break, has been, yeah, awesome. And I think uh, I think a lot of every single one of you and you, John and Wendy, as well, although we've never met in, none of us have actually met in real life, which is such a weird, <laughs> weird thing. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so I- weird. I think the important part is that there is a next, whatever that looks like. We have a community, which is crazy. Jeff, I think you and I were talking and you put this together, the numbers together. It's almost a thousand people who would join us. So we've created this incredible community that I didn't really even think about until Jeff connected it for me. And and whatever is next, there is a next. And we really want to keep this going. And we we did 40 weeks, 40 weeks in a row. It's, it's, it's amazing, simply amazing, because we hadn't the intention to, to do it. It, it came naturally, uh, organically, like uh, Tracy said. You know, it's so surprising when you look back and see all the guests that we, we had on the show. It's incredible. It really is. So excited um, to see what you all do next. We want to know who has been your most memorable guest conversation and then who is your dream guest? So we'll start with Fran. I can't, I can't be, pick uh, only one um, because, uh, you know, our guests were amazing. And that is, that is uh, true. Uh, but I, if, I, if, I had to, if I had to pick one, uh, I would say Claude Silver for me was, was incredible. Vlad Smith, Perry Teams. I'm going to go slightly left field here on who one of my favorites was that I couldn't, I echo everything that you said there, Fran. Uh, they were awesome guests to have, but I love the episode that we did, Jeff, where you and uh, JCK just started uh, yeah, yeah, freestyling. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. And we did a whole role play for yes. everybody about uh, TA. It was like, just sat back and just let that, that magic yes. happen. It was wonderful. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. It was. And Randy Africa, I'm remembering. Randy Africa yeah. were, you know, it was the feeling that I could, stay here listening to randy the whole day right it's like man it's almost impossible to pick right it's almost we've had so many great yeah. guests and the shows were amazing i think my i, I i'm gonna go with Pran and say claude was my um i don't want to say favorite but that i have um, admired claude and watched claude and been influenced by claude from afar for a very long time and to get to not a very long time but um, for the past, I don't know, year and a half, two, couple of years at least, and to get to really learn from her in real time was really pretty cool. That leaves me, and Nikki already stole my JCK interview expose, which was <laughs> by far my favorite. I hate to like pinpoint a favorite guest, but um, I, I will definitely shine light on Lars Schmidt joining us. 
I remember when he agreed to do it, it just motivated me to get out there, read the book so I could be prepared to actually ask questions. It almost felt like, all right, wow, how timely, like this book is out there. Everybody's talking about it. He agreed to be on our show. So it really just kept me in like the learning mode while we were all still coming out of the pandemic. It was towards the end of the peak, but we were all looking for something to do. I could go on and on, but there are, we've had some guests that as a recruiter, I have admired from afar for a very long time and having them on, being able to banter with them and just exchange. And I don't want to mention any names because I'm going to end up leaving somebody out and it's just unfair. Um, but definitely the highlight of the year was JTK and myself doing a little role play uh, <laughs> on, on negotiating, interviewing, and then all of us reading Lars's book and having him on. One of the things that we've done, I think, since all of you were guests previously, is we started crowdsourcing questions from previous guests. Jules Breslin says or asks, describe yourself as a box of cereal. Tracy. I have a great answer for this because I saw this question and I had to research it because I had I have no idea. I don't really eat cereal and I'm a you know, I, I like to look into everything. So I am corn pops and that came from a BuzzFeed quiz. So Corn Pops happens to be our youngest favorite cereal. And that's because, and this is actually fairly accurate. They're sweet, but soft inside. But it, they said you can be a total badass when you want to be. So I was like, that's, I'm going to take that. I'm not even going to take the quiz over again. That's enough. Nikki. I think I would have to go for a crunchy nut cornflake because I really enjoy them randomly as a as a sweet treat uh, and including it as something that feels like a I don't know a nice early morning um break as it were and I guess the uh the my link there is to to these guys that's a sort of a thing that I have on a on a Friday and similar to meeting up with the HR on the house crew on a Friday so that was my link. <laughs> Fran that is a tough question right but I I, I would be I would be comfort um like Nikki, uh, with uh, small pieces of chocolate. That's me. I love chocolate and corn flakes. It's my, and I have to admit, I have these cereals with um, trees. You know, it's like no no milk because I started to train, to work out in fitness. I decided to to eliminate the, the milk. I habitually use juice, uh, pineapple juice in this case. Weird, I know. Very weird. All right, Jeff, round it out. I'm gonna go with Mikey likes it. Life cereal. I like life. I am an emotional optimist. I always try to assume positive intent. So I'm going with life cereal and I will end with a Prince quote, dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. And really what we're doing is getting through the pandemic. Original cinnamon and chocolate, all delicious. And my kids love it, too. With that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. The Workology Council is powered by Workology, and we are proud to sponsor the HR Social Hour. The Workology Council is a mastermind community for the disruptive HR leader who is looking for more. We are a group of experienced HR professionals who share a common goal to succeed by leveraging the influence, resources, and knowledge to fast-track our own personal growth and business transformation. The Workology Council will be the HR business tribe that you have always wanted to be a part of, 
in your entire HR career. You can learn more about the application process, how to get started, and our member benefits by visiting WorkologyCouncil.com. The time is now for you to stretch, grow, and shine. The Workology Council can help you achieve your personal and professional business goals by helping you take control of your career and your organization. Let's take it to the next level. Visit WorkologyCouncil.com to learn more. All right, we are back. Super excited to welcome all four of you to the favorite part of the show, the Half Hour Question Connection condensed because one, you've all done it before. And two, there's a lot of you and we're not going to be here all day. First question, who is one person you've gained in your network in the last year you think more people should know? Nikki. Oh, this is a tough one because there's um, many, many people that we probably all would would share. And um, I actually went on a um, leap gen uh, crowdcast that they do on a, a Friday afternoon and I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to meet Jennings Wynn um, when it was around the time of Pride. And he and I just jammed off of each other and Jess called me up and we were just talking about our own experiences and our personal experiences and what Pride really meant to us. Um, and I just think he's a, a great human being to to know. And I'm, I'm really privileged that I've got him in my network and we've now connected since then. Again, we've never met, um, but we... We shared a, a wonderful moment on them uh, with uh, with Jason and Jess, which was which was great. So that would be my recommendation. Fran, my gosh, for me it's really tough because uh, you know I have a huge network. Um, I'm super connected everywhere: WhatsApp, um, Slack, LinkedIn, Clubhouse literally everything uh i don't know but i, I have in mind all my folks uh, that i have for instance in the hr fit queue uh Dickie is there <laughs> and many others wendy Kelly and many others my people in community too uh many people there rebels uh led by tracy uh i know i can't i can't pick one um because i i'm more worried about uh you know uh improving my relationships my current relationship because i, I have many and I need to to get to know people better and support them. And, you know, that's that's the goal now. <laughs> Jeff? I'm going to mention somebody who changed my mindset a lot. So as a recruiter in-house, I spend a lot of time, I spent a lot of time thinking about when I am interviewing and assessing somebody, are they going to align? Are they the quote-unquote culture fit? We hear that term all the time. And through Galen Emanuel, I have dropped the term culture fit. And I am now looking at, is this person a culture ad? And it totally changed my mind about two years ago. Phenomenal person to just follow. Very approachable. So anybody listening to this, you don't, you don't only have to follow him. If you send him a message, he will absolutely find time and get on a Zoom with you. Tracy. Uh, just like Fran, it's impossible to pick. Um, and there have been so, so many, and my life has changed in so many incredible ways over the past couple of years. But I will give you two people. Uh, Wendy Kelly, who was, Fran mentioned, who Kelly HR Services, um, who I may actually meet in person in a couple of weeks, which is very exciting. And uh, Kim Bozeman, who was on your show, and it was a great show. And um, she and I talk really regularly it's been incredible to see her growth and the the amazing things that she's doing to help change the world of HR and the world in general. So 
There are many, many, many people, but I'll share those two. And I really think everybody should connect with both of them. If you can go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you'd give yourself based on what you know now, Fran? In my case, I perhaps uh, I wouldn't change anything. But if I had to say something, uh, it would be be patient and work on yourself hard. Because, you know, sometimes I, I, I got to learn to read more, to work on my English, for instance, during my career. But in the early days, I was most worried about, you know, uh, full things and only sports, for instance, basketball and, and, and working out all the time and, you know, reading, learning, you know, listening to podcasts and, and, and connect with people that is, uh, that, that literally uh, make you better. I think it's the, is the advice, right? Jeff, don't be afraid to go against the grain. Don't be afraid to be a boat rocker, you know, hold to your values. If something doesn't align, sit right, sound right, feel right. Ask questions. Don't just go along with it because somebody tells you to. Tracy. Take some risks and get out of your comfort zone because that's where all of the magic happens. Nothing good comes from being comfortable and and staying in the same place. And I wish, um, I don't regret a thing in my life really. And, but I wish that that's advice that I took earlier in my career. Nikki. I um, was actually at a live podcast recording earlier this week where they were talking about what is high performance. And during the conversation, they they define that as hard work plus sacrifice times joy. And I think we often forget the joy in what we do um, and find joy, whether that's in a task you do in the, your career, the thing that you people that you meet and interact with. Um, and I think it's been it's, it's sometimes really easy to lose that that joy and that spark of what you do. So always, always try and find joy. And that probably taps into what exactly what Jeff said there as well, too, is that trust that gut and what feels right. All right. It has recently been announced that it is HR on the house day all around the world. What are we doing to celebrate? Any of you can jump in on this one. I go first. Uh, we will celebrate people first. That is the, the spirit of this. Uh, we are trying to raise more awareness about uh, how to be people first in, in, the, in the world of work and how to support the community. And, you know, we are progressive. We are people first uh, all the time. And for me, would be would be that. I'd love to have a bunch of really serious conversations between CEOs and their HR leadership and to have HR explain what it's really like and how the CEOs can change things to help lead people first. I'm really lucky where I work, but... Um, that's unfortunately a bit of an anomaly, but I'd love to have those open conversations and to have some eyes opened at the most senior level of the companies to really, truly be able to lead people first. I think I'd echo sort of similar to both of those. Everybody just together in one space with a beverage of choice in hand, um, embracing each other, being back together in the in the same physical space and just being able to share our own experiences and be just really honest and open about what that's been like for everybody and how we can help support each other moving forward. I'm going to come at it from another angle. I'm going to say reaching out to somebody you have always admired from afar for a conversation and having that conversation. And then I'm also going to say standing up for yourself and saying no on your own personal time and holding to your boundaries is something you're going to do to celebrate HR on the house. 
That's that's fantastic. And, and I also would add a final thought on, on top of this is it's like HR on the house is inclusive, no judgment. Every person is welcome, uh, is worthy, has a value, has a voice. That is the spirit, right? It means people first, obviously, but uh, is you know, open community for everybody. As we mentioned, we are crowdsourcing and adding questions from guests now. And this is cool because we get four for in this one. I'm going to ask each one of you, if you could ask the next guest of the show, any question, what would it be? Starting with Tracy. Oh, don't start with the introvert. Um, so any, <laughs> any, any question, the next guest of your show or our, yes. on our show? Our show. Oh, okay. I always love to hear a little bit more about people's backgrounds. And, and I know you ask this, but um, I, I'm going to be really boring and go, I, I'd like to dive deep into why people do what they do. And so I guess I'll pivot, not why you got into it, but why do you stay? What keeps you going and what you're doing? Nikki. Okay, cool. So we did this on one of the rooms um, that we held. So would you rather have all of your thoughts broadcast on national radio or would you rather have all of your actions broadcast on national television Fran <laughs> Nikki and Tracy were you know fantastic um I echo that has is the same like Tracy uh sometimes when I listen to a podcast or a show I miss uh, some uh, real real stuff right some real stories and experiences for me is the most valuable thing you know vulnerability you know telling a story and for me it would be that no tell me more about your career your experience all that and jeff i'm gonna go with no names no job titles describe the person who's made the biggest impact on your career you can't tell very clearly and i don't know i can't tell who sees what on the screen all the questions have been added, so they will be asked over the next period of time. I cannot thank you all enough again for for making time uh, in all these different time zones and, and for six people together. Uh, this is a first for us. So much appreciate everything you all are doing and continue to do. I'm going to ask each of you, for those listeners that aren't connected with you, they're going to want to get to, best way for them to get in touch with you individually and then also how to find you on Clubhouse and, and be aware of when the next next events are coming up. So I'm going to start with Nikki. Yeah, I'm Nikki Hoyland on LinkedIn. I'm the Nikki H on Twitter. Um, and I'm Nikki Hoyland on Clubhouse as well. But yeah, I love, love to connect with new people and want more guests on the show. So anybody, feel free to reach out to it, any one of us. And yeah, let's get that organized and sorted. Fran. Well, I, uh, people can connect with me everywhere. Um, I'm in Clubhouse, uh, uh, LinkedIn, also Twitter, and you know everywhere, Instagram, they can find me. Jeff. I believe I'm Jeffrey W. Shapiro across all platforms. If not, I'll update it to make sure that it is. But that's the easiest way to find me. And Tracy. I'm Tracy Sponenberg. I think I'm the only Tracy Sponenberg on LinkedIn. That's probably the best. And I'm at Tracy with an IE, Tracy Spawn on um, all other platforms. And when we do come back, which we're hoping to plan by the end of the month, then we'll blast that across all social media. So if you're following really any one of us, you'll find out the details. And we also want to hear from your listeners what they want to see, what platforms would work for them, right? So would it be a, a Twitter Spaces? Would it be a LinkedIn Live? Would it be, do they want to get into Clubhouse? So 
as we figure out our next move, we really want to hear. Um, so check out one or all of us. And you all use the hashtag HR in the house, correct? They should be tracking that too. Good point. Yes, we do. Okay. Great. Exactly. We will have all that in the show notes. Wendy, how about you? Listeners that aren't connected want to re- get in touch. Best way for them to reach you out there. Uh, best way to find me is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com, daily D is in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you can find me on Twitter at 7 p.m. Eastern time as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? Once again, thanks to Workology for sponsoring this month of episodes. We really do appreciate Jessica and, and the Workology team for being with us in this way. Check out WorkologyCouncil.com to learn more about the mastermind they've put together there. As far as for me, JohnThurman.com for or all things John Thurman for the show, HRSocialHourPodcast.Podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, follow, whatever platform you're on. Check mark button. I don't know. They all are different. They might be a big <laughs> glowing follow for all I know, but hit that follow button. You'll get a new episode each and every week. International listeners, we've had Fran and Nikki on the show previously. They're back again. They'll tell mm-hmm. you it's fairly easy once we figure out how the time zones work. So get yeah. in touch. We'd love to have you as part of the conversations as well. HR on the house. Look forward to great things from all of you in 2022. I know it's going to be there and I appreciate you maybe restarting with us in the new year. Mm-hmm. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.